Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my first season. Greg and I worked together in Playa Blanca during the 96-97 season, but my first season was the summer of 1996 in Club Med Cancun as a tennis geo. I worked for Club Med for 1996 to 2014, and I was blessed I had the opportunity to work in Cancun, Sonora Bay, Ixtapa, Phuket, Riabintan, Turks and Caicos, just to name a few. Fun fact number one that I would like to share with you guys is that I worked as a standard most of my first season in Club Med. What is that, you ask? I will explain during the interview. I spent quite some time in Club Med when I was around seven years old, and my family had some business there in Ixtapa, and that was the reason why we spent weeks at the time at the Club Med there. I celebrated my birthday twice a year for many years as a prank to my CDV while I was in Club Med, yes believe it or not. But no, I did not get gifts for it. My name is Vladimir Malin and this is my first season. Vladimir, how are you, sir? Senior Greg, very good. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here with you. So good to hear your voice after all these years. My God, Playa Blanca was so long ago, was it not? <laughs> uh, yeah, it seems like yesterday in many ways, but it is very long time ago. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great season, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that that one later on, because I, I have some questions for you about that season and some, uh, yeah, some, some very fun observations. But uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the podcast, but I want to thank you for coming on and agreeing to share your story with us. But um, and you mentioned in your intro that you were pretty young when you found out about Club Med, because most people don't find out about Club Med when they were seven years old. So if you can take me back, uh, where, where you are you actually from uh, Mexico City and you were visiting Ixtapa? How, how, does, how does that work? Yeah, I was uh, born in Mexico City and I, um, I was living in Mexico City at the time. My family on my father's side had uh, some businesses in Ixtapa. They had a bullfight arena they had wait wait sorry bars. sorry you're the only xgo that's family owned a bullfight arena is this this is true <laughs> yes they did oh, oh they my did. god what is that like it was interesting it was interesting it was obviously a small little town it wasn't too big but it was it was interesting and it was great and that's exactly how we got connected uh, to Club Med because at the time it was hard to live there, you know, like there wasn't many places to live. So my family decided to live inside Club Med and just drive and check things out in, in the in the bullfight arena and the ring box and, and so on because it was uh, just safe, safer. Wow. So you were actually a GM living in Ixtapa? Correct. And you were, uh, did you get thrown into the mini club some days? At the time, there wasn't a mini club by itself. I mean, it wasn't just the product. There was only a, um, they, they provide the service, they take care of the, of the kids, but there wasn't a full mini club set up. And what I used to do was just to play the games around the pool, go and play soccer with everybody, enjoy the barbecues. So my memories, to be very honest, were not that many. It was just all about having fun, you know, the pranks that we used to do to between cousins. You know, one day one of my cousins was inside one of the rooms and, and we decided to, to take a uh, fire extinguisher and, and just open it up right below the doors like geos do. <laughs> but when we were seven, so things like that, it was just fun. And, and I, that's all I remember from Club Med, looking at very good looking girls on stage you know, guys without shirts on stage and just fun, fun, fun. So now we're getting into the, the teenage years and whatnot. Are you going to school? Are you working like before, before your 96 season? Like, what were you, where were you living? What were you doing? After living in Mexico City, I went to, uh, to LA where I study and, and uh, university. And once I graduated, I came back to Mexico City for a year. I tried to do some. Uh, wait, wait a minute. You went to, you went to LA for school? Correct. Where'd you go? UCLA. Oh, really? You're yes. a Bru you're a Bruin. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Wow, nice. What did you, what did you study there? Uh, communications, uh, oh, TV wow. and radio production. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, so it was it was interesting. It was very different. I never thought I would do something like this. And and furthermore, I I never experienced or never thought I would be in an industry such as the hospitality industry. I can tell you that. Well, sure. Yeah. Judging by, you know, your studies at UCLA. So what you get home and then, so what makes you say, Hey, I want to apply for Club Ed. What, what was it? 
Funny thing is I went back to Mexico City and when I was there at certain point within the first year, I just, I was tired of the city. I wasn't sure I wanted to live there. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. I just graduated from uni. So I, I was looking into options and, and I don't know what to do. And my aunt, who was one of the, the, the people and the persons that we experienced Club Med when I was seven, she mentioned in a barbecue, she's like, why don't you go and speak with Ricardo? Ricardo Gonzalez used to be the CDB in Ixtapa when I was seven years old. And he's, uh, he used to be, he's, uh, he passed away, but uh, he was uh, at the time the CEO for America, for Club Med, and he was based in Mexico City. But he was the CDB in Ixtapa, like I said, in 1980-something. So, so I decided to go and see. I didn't know what Club Med was because he was there at that barbecue. He's like, hey, I come see me. We'll see what we can do. We'll send you to teach tennis somewhere, blah, 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 blah. So one day I decided that I just wanted to talk to him and see what it was because my memories were a lot of like blank spaces. I couldn't remember much. And there were just a few little fun memories. So I'm like, hey, maybe I'll talk to him and see what it is. So I decided to go into the office one day that I'm driving through the city and I see the Club Med office. I stopped and I'm like, let me ask this guy what it is. So literally that was a Wednesday and he told me that I should come back the next day he'll have my airline ticket to go to Ixtapa for one month to teach tennis and just take a break from the city. So I'm like, hey, that sounds good to me. Uh, okay, well, hold up, hold up. Did you know how to play tennis? You could say that. I, 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't like the, the, the water ski geos that were sent or the, uh, the mini okay. geos that had no experience on kids. No, I did, I did play tennis. Okay, good. good. To that, so I, I had some knowledge. <laughs> so this was like a like a like an au pair thing, like a one month au pair. No, he was no? sending me as uh, well. He was sending me as a salary, a contract for a month, just okay. because we knew him. You know, we, we were close. I didn't go through an interview at the time. I just okay. went straight to talk to the CEO. All right. So you do your month as a tennis geo in in Extapa. No. Uh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> he comes back to me. It's like, I come back tomorrow. Thursday, you will have your ticket and you have to speak with this lady. Da, 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 da. So I'm like, perfect. I'll come back the next day. So Thursday, I pass by the office. I go and I ask for Pilar, which she was the girl that was in charge of recruitment at the time. And she received, you know, she welcomes me and she's like, perfect. Thank you, Vlad. Well, good to see you. We knew each other. Funny things. We knew each other from, you know, nightclubs and stuff in, in, in the city. So she's like, is, so you're the, 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 the person that uh, Ricardo was talking about. I'm like, yes, that's me. So anyhow, she's like, handles me a ticket and the ticket is for Club Med Cancun. So in my head, I'm thinking, hey, one month in Ixtapa, one month in Cancun, I'm good. You know, I'd rather go to Cancun. It's fine, but fine with me. So I'm like, oh, perfect. So I'll be in, in, in Cancun for a month. And she looks at me and goes, hey, have you talked to Ricardo today? I'm like, nope. She goes, I need, I, I think you need to talk to him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. She's like, go talk to him. So I went upstairs. It was like a little house in Mexico City, a beautiful house in, in, in one of the nicest side of the city. So I went upstairs to talk to him. And he's like, hey, listen, Vlad, I'm sorry. I, I didn't let you know. I, I didn't have time, but it's simple. I need somebody in Cancun. I don't need any extapa. So I'm like, good, I'll Cancun. And he's like, no, but, but the contract in Cancun is for six months, not for a month. And now I'm like, okay, hold on. This is a different story, you know? It's not the same. I was thinking I'm going for a month. I can take off without a problem. But now I had a, you know, coordinator. I was living by myself. So the apartment, this and that. I'm like, whatever, just simple things. But I'm like, mm, uh, can I think about it? He looks at me and he's like, sure, you have 15 minutes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> a, a very club man. Very yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But, but lovely, to be honest. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my God. So I went downstairs and I'm thinking and, and you know I'm like hey listen what I'm doing here which was very little or almost nothing to be honest I'm like I can do that in Club Med so <laughs> I'll just give it a shot and if I don't like it then you know I'll resign and I'll talk to them and I'll come back you know it's how it is so I went back to the lady to Pilar and I said sure I'll take it so I went my ticket was for Saturday two days later so I had Friday to organize my life to leave Saturday morning to where is Club Med Cancun. That's how I got into Club Med. And you arrive around uh, April of 96 to Cancun? That was the beginning of April, correct. Who was the chief of village in that 
Estefan Ruana. Okay. And you, but you did start uh, doing tennis lessons, right? Uh, yes, but no. <laughs> yes, because in your intro, you mentioned that you worked most of your first season as a standard and you said, and I told you I was confused, like in your pre-interview, and you said you ex- you would explain uh, what happened, right? <laughs> this, is, this is sad, but I'm going to share it with you and everybody. <laughs> oh, but, oh, but no, but if, it, if it's too sad for you, you don't have to share. It's okay. I but, love it. That's okay. why it's sad for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's your show. So. <laughs> you know what happened is that I got there, and the first few days, I... I first got there and there was arrival Saturday, you know, it's craziness, people walking around. Back in the day, remember that the reception didn't have a reception. It was a little areas, windows where there was traffic, transportation, the bank and that. So everybody had to go through all this process of walking around, finding their luggage, telling them into the bus. So it's craziness. It's, it's, it's chaotic. The reception is just going bananas. It's, it's wild. So I'm like, okay, I got there and people running around, you are walking around, there's buses leaving, people arriving. And I'm just looking like, what the heck is going on here? I'm like, okay, great. What do I do? And somebody approaches me. It's like, well, what are you doing here? I'm like, uh, are you here on vacation? I'm like, no. Like, so, so you are working here? I'm like, uh, yeah, you are a Yale. And I'm like, don't know, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what they're called, but I'm working. They're like, oh, okay, hold on one second. Da, 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 da. There comes the chief of sports that, comes running, approaches me and says, okay, I'll take you to your room. But very briefly, because they were going crazy. So he's like, just walking me to the room. I got into the room in Casitas in, 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 in Club Med in Cancun. And then he leaves and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll look for you later. Oh, hold on. It wasn't even him. No, it wasn't Juve Sports. I got Jill Bien, the, the gestionaire that was there that walked me into my room. So then I was there and I'm like, okay, great. I don't know. The Juve Sports, he told me the Juve Sports is going to look for you. I'm like, great. So then I'm like, what do I do? So I start walking around, checking things out. You know, I had that Saturday afternoon because I arrived at like noon. It was early, I mean, midday. So I just walk around and, and, and see things everywhere. Start, you know, having lunch, walking around, asking questions, but mostly just walking by the beach and having fun. That night I party hard. The next day I didn't wake up very early. <laughs> and I was just going on this on this road of not knowing anything because I haven't met anybody. Nobody approached me. Nobody has said anything. So they too, Sunday, I did pretty much the same thing. Day three, somebody walks to me and I'm like, hey guys, where am I supposed to be? <laughs> somebody goes, well, where are you? I'm like, tennis. And they're like, well, go to this tennis courts. I go in the middle of the day. Obviously there's nobody there. I'm like, well, there's nobody here. What, what am I supposed to do? So like, really, I'm confused. Finally, I think in Monday, I find out, well, the chief of sports finds me and he's like, where have you been? And I'm like, here, <laughs> walking around, having drinks at night that, that I have to admit, I was partying at nighttime. And then um, finally, he introduces me to the chief of tennis, this British uh, guy, great guy, James. And I find out that I had to run from Mexico City to Cancun because within two days, 24 hours, uh, 48 hours, because... They needed me there, and there's four tennis geos at the time in the village. So the next couple of days, I didn't even teach tennis because I, 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 first of all, I show up late to, to work, to be honest, because I party hard every night and waking up at eight o'clock is something I wasn't used to. So I was showing up at like 9.30, 10.20, late. It was, it was, that's what I'm saying, that it was sad, it was crazy. And, and so the chef de village comes to me because because I'm not doing anything. Oh, wait, hold on one second. The best part is by Saturday, I have to teach one tennis lesson. Beginners on Friday. <laughs> it's all I have done for a week. Saturday, they, they are like, you got to go and, and you know do departures because there's people leaving. And I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, I see that the village is getting empty. Like I see people leaving, leaving. I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. You know, waving and saying goodbye to people. And by 6 p.m. or so, there's nobody in the village. And I'm like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Last week, it was craziness. And right now, there's nothing. And that night, we had dinner in the restaurant. We had a geo meeting. And Stefan Ruana is telling everybody that Atlantis is arriving and that we have to use these little like traffic lights with double red, red, yellow, green, and double green that you have to where to mention or tell people, give a signal to, to the clients of whether, you know, how friendly you are, what do you want to, how much you want to spend time with them and so on. 
some craziness from there to to having a full village of uh, Atlantis and my second season in, in, in Clamet and just spending one uh, tennis class uh, during the first week, it was just wild. I, I just didn't know what was going on. But I just couldn't get used to tennis in a sense that I just wasn't used to get up early in the morning. I managed to say it. <laughs> so Steph, I was showing up late for work constantly and, and the chef de village, Stefan, came up to me and said, Vlad, you gotta help me out here. I can't have you showing up that late every day. So I'm gonna change you and I'm gonna move you to the bar. So I went as a bartender for prom almost a week, I guess, but cause they started at 11 o'clock and 1 p.m. But the little detail that he forgot to mention is bartenders had open bar at the time. So now I was partying harder and drinking even more. I was just gonna ask that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was crazy. Now I'm not even showing up for the 11 o'clock. So I'm barely oh showing up for the 1 p.m. Oh, man. Okay. I know. Just please I say know. the story has a happy ending. Okay. <laughs> I think after 20-something years, it is jump? a happy ending. No, I mean, I mean a happy ending for your for this season. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's get into so is this So at this point, let's make a long story short. Did he say, hey, how about standard? And you said yes. He, exactly. He comes to me. He's like, I need to, to, to work as a standard. I'm like, what's a standard? It's like phone operator, you answer the phones, pick up and transfer the phone calls. I'm like, sure. Eight o'clock, 1 p.m., 6 p.m., three different hours. I'm like, oh, sure, I can do that. <laughs> eight o'clocks were always rough. I, I will always show up late for eight o'clock. But the one and the 6 p.m., I could make it. And, and I was there pretty much the rest of that season. And when I met you in Playa 96, you were, you were also standard, right, I believe? Standard yeah. And tra I, I standard traffic, I guess you're doing both. Correct. I went there as a standard because I went back to Mexico City uh, after Cancun, after six months, I went back to the city and I thought that was it. That was the end of Club Med for me. Great experience, had so much fun, but it was time for me to move on, you know, and do something else. But I just couldn't find myself in the city. I didn't feel that I belonged there and I didn't know what to do. And Club Med called me out of the blue and they're like, hey, you want to go back? And, you know, we, we need somebody for Playa Blanca. And when I was in Cancun, everybody talked about Playa Blanca, that, that was the place you needed to go. And I'm like, hey, sure, six more months, Playa Blanca sounds like a great place, let's do it. So I went back, they offered me standard, and I did both that season, standard traffic, you know, during the weekends I was doing traffic, during the week I was doing standard. Yeah, that's when I, I met you. I didn't know what a standard was, because I, I don't recall that uh, in Columbus, where I was before, but, and of course, back then, you know, we didn't have smartphones, so I guess people needed to use the phone, it was always expensive, right? I mean... <laughs> It was very expensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So uh, also in Playa, now this is, was, like, this is how I knew that Mexican geos were a million times tougher than me. So the first time I saw um, a Mexican geo's birthday in Playa, I was horrified because so they bring out the cake. Everyone's screaming, mordida, mordida. They shove his face in the cake. Then they make him stand on a chair in the restaurant and give him a bottle of red wine where they proceed to chug said bottle of red wine. And I'll never forget this. It's like uh, I'm haunted by this because I couldn't believe I couldn't believe you could chug a bottle of red wine and still be functional. But they were. So did, do you remember? Do you recall this? Or <laughs> Of course. That's, I'm, what I'm, we do. that's what we do in Mexico with kids. Uh, well, as soon as they turn seven, that's what we do. We have to give them shovel them into the cake and then give them a bottle of red wine. <laughs> well, no, not at seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, these were these geos were over 18, but I'm just saying I, I, I didn't know what was going on in the main restaurant when I first saw that. That was then, greatness, wasn't it? Yes. And then every, every Mexican geo had to do the same thing. I like, even the girls like, what are you doing? And then I, 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 I probably could not chug, chug a bottle of white wine, to be honest, but red wine, I don't understand how you could physically do that, but they did. And that's what I'm like, oh my God, these guys are so much tougher than I, <laughs> I could never do that. <laughs> It's funny the things we used to do in that restaurant. I mean, remember Lulu was, I love Lulu, the chef de village. She was rough. She was tough, but she was a straight shooter. You know, if you do what you need to do, she'll take care of you. Well, she, she cared, she cared about, yes, she was tough and, and rough, but she, uh, she actually cared about the guests um, satisfaction. Like she, she wanted to know, like, cause she would do her own questionnaire while they were still there. And if you didn't give her geo team 10 out of 10, she wanted to know exactly why. So she was, yeah, she was constantly, constantly there for the GMs. I always admired that about her, like her hustle and work ethic. Sure. I mean, uh, she wanted to know if you were not having a good time and why. <laughs> 
I loved every minute I spent with her. Like, I really loved that season. It was fantastic. All of the people, all of the team was probably, that's probably my best season in Club Med, Greg. I can well, tell you. Yeah, it was, it was special that uh, for such a small village too, it was nestled in the side of the mountain. I mean, and everything was centrally located, right? I mean, because it was a small village, everything was there. Happy hour at five o'clock was crazy. I remember Nancy ringing the cowbell every day at five and people right. would just come to the bar. I mean, my God, what a, what, yeah, no, it was, it was a special time for sure i thought playa blanca oh yeah definitely definitely yeah love it love it love it and uh, great friends uh, long time friends now and uh, it was fantastic and yeah and, and now now I'm, I'm looking at your your uh, the list of villages you sent me and you actually go back to extapa's chief of tennis is that right after playa after playa i did extapa just for uh for a couple of months just to open the village but as, but as tennis, but as tennis, as tennis now, yeah. So were you used to getting up earlier then? Now things have changed. Now okay. I, knew, I, I was trained. <laughs> I learned. Okay. And I changed my schedule, and and I started to wake up earlier in the mornings, and then I went to tennis, but just for a, I don't know, a very short time, like two months. I think I I got there in, I don't know, I will say November, end of November, and I left by January to open Sonora Bay. Uh, so it was very short. Oh no! Wait, I did one season as a bartender in Ixtapa. Oh wow! Actually, can we go back? Can we go back to Playa for a sec? Because yeah. uh, it's not often I get to talk to someone who was. Uh, I mean, I had Dana on, but I forgot to talk about someone uh, very, very um, a, a guy I always liked. I mean, because uh, I thought he was crazy, but Uncle Larry. Okay, now as you know, <laughs> Uncle Larry, he actually lived at playa and then from cancun right so he would actually live the whole six months with us in playa and uncle larry for those who don't know yeah was a gm he lived year year long in club med uh, he went from cancun to playa and he was very eccentric he you know he would do his own animation passages you know oh, like God, yeah uh, like the 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 power walk was ungodly early i think it was 7 a.m and playa no one would show up but he would be crawling out of the nightclub and he'd show up in like cowboy boots and a speedo and a leather vest and he'd be go let's go greg i'm like oh please don't make me do it uncle Larry. you know i mean uh, i don't know like is that where you first uh, met him or did you meet him in cancun prior to playa to be honest i met him in in playa i i didn't see him in cancun maybe he did came uh during the time i was there but i never got a chance to meet him in cancun first time i saw him was in playa but then afterwards when i went back to cancun i saw him a few times but yeah playa blanca his speedos his boots the hat well, yeah, he, in since early in the morning. Yes, and he would wear he would make his own T-shirt. As I still remember when I first met him, he had on a, a circus T-shirt, had a photo of him at circus, and it said, get horizontal with Uncle Larry on it. <laughs> and then one day he calls me in his room. He goes, Greg, Greg, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Or what? He goes, look at this. Tell me what you think. And he put a, he had a pillow with a belt around the pillow and a Cuervo gold hat on the pillow. He goes, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at here, Uncle Larry. Apparently his, uh, the maid that cleaned his room, one of her family members passed away and he wanted to cheer her up. He said, do you think this will cheer her up? And they're, uh, okay, yeah, I guess, sure. I know. And then I quickly exited the room. Okay. <laughs> That, yeah, no kidding. The first thing you need to know is, is get mean, out of that well, room. Get yeah, I mean, what 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 room. a character, though. I mean, I've met some GM characters, but I think of all the characters, you know, rest in peace, Uncle Larry. That's all I want to say, because he was the, the character of all characters, you know? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, it was it was a great guy, good heart. But yeah, I mean, he, he had fun. And and if you if you understood, you know, what he wanted and, and his, you know, his ways, yes. it, it was a fun person to be around. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. You really, yeah. If you got him, then yeah. Yeah. But he was, uh, we, we always had fun, you know, for, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Playa was fantastic. And there were so many, uh, you know, GMs like that, not only Playa, but everywhere. I think, I mean, Cancun as well. There were a few GMs that were repetitive that pretty much lived there for, for quite a long time. And same thing, you know, uh, different personalities. And then I see you, you, um, you're still in Mexico. You go to Sonora Bay as chief of traffic. Then I went to Sonora Bay as chief of traffic because I was doing tennis as well in Sonora. But because the same thing, you know, those villages leave, through, I mean, traffic during the weekend is high. They have a lot of arrivals and departures, but during the week is very little tra- uh, work to do. Playa Blanca is pretty much the same. Saturday and Sundays, there were, there were crazy arrivals and departures, but then 
Monday to Friday, it was very easy to work. So in, in Sonora Bay, I was uh, chief of traffic, but I was doing tennis during the week because uh, I wanted to do something else. I was teaching tennis in the middle of the mornings and stuff. Really? You're doing two jobs? Well, not just because I wanted, like it was fun and I had good friends there that, that allowed me to do so. I, I went to Sonora Bay with Gus, which you met and you uh, remember, yeah. Gus. great guy, chief of entertainment in Playa. Yes. Uh, I love working with Gus. We got along really well. So and he was now chief of village in Sonora? His promotion, first, first or animation. chef de village. Correct? Oh, it was. Oh, okay. So, all right, great. Great. So so I went there with him. He brought me from Ixtapa and it was fantastic. I love doing traffic for him. And, and same thing, Eduardo, chief of sports, who then became chef de village later on, uh, was there. And, and they, you know, they were great. I'm like, hey, can I do this during the week? Sure, glad you want to teach tennis. Go ahead. <laughs> Have fun. So they allowed me to, to interact a little bit more with the, the life of the village. Oh, that's a beautiful uh, resort, eh, Sonora? Ah, amazing, you know, all, all uh, the lagoon, the, that little lagoon, the mountains, the desert, uh, it's just amazing, a great place. Sadly, you know, sad, I mean, I think all of these, most of these villages are sad that they, they are gone, you know. Yes. But they were great. Sonora was beautiful, beautiful village. Then I see you go back to Cancun as community liaison, but I don't know what that is. Community liaison was a position. I I don't want to sound cocky or arrogant. It's not, they built it for me because they needed somebody to be the link between the village and the local authorities and so on at the time. For certain reasons, there were uh, certain challenges they were facing. So they decided that I was the, the right person to do it. So they offered me to go there as community liaison. My job was to interact with hotel association, local police, etc. So all the local authorities or local, yeah, local offices. So my job was to present all the documentation from the lawyers to uh, remember that there's a natural park right outside. I mean, the reef and everything in Cancun, is a, it's, it's a natural park in Cancun. So we had to constantly be presenting information, documentation from the lawyers to to the local authorities for the park. Yes, I used to have to go to the police station and take uh, get some of the geos out of trouble from time to time because something happened at Darios or <laughs> any of the other nightclubs. Coco Bongo. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite was Coco Bongo, but what, what was your favorite club? Just a, a side. You know side. what? To but. me, it was always Darius for many reasons. I had a very close relationship with them. I used to do a lot of parties with them, you know, bring all the geos. And because this was part of the things that I used to do, you not know, coordinate everything. So friends of mine, Ryan Leach, who, who was a CDV at the time, yes. he used to call me the king of Cancun because I will get anything, you know, I'll, I'll make anything happen. He'll be like, hey, can we get this? I'm like, sure. Just give me a few days and I will make it happen. So, but Darius were great, great friends, great parties. Every Thursday, we used to take the entire village and uh, and they would always look after the geos and everybody. So it was it was just so much fun. Well, Ryan is a uh, chef village. What, what year is this now at Cancun? If he's chief around 2000. Oh, wait, because obviously, I'm sorry, I went back and I worked with Kevin for the reopening in 98. Okay. I did 98 with Kevin Bad with the dream team or what I used to call the drink team. You know, <laughs> this is uh, the reopening because of a hurricane or something. After a hurricane, they, the first renovation or, or large renovation they did. Probably they had others before, but the large, the first large renovation they had, they sent. Kevin was there. Ryan Leach was PR. Hendel was chief of sports. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a dream team. It was rock stars all over the place. And we just, I mean, party so hard, but it was so much fun. And that time I was there as chief of tennis. I did eight months as chief of tennis. And then I stayed there in 98 to 2001 almost. Because after Kevin left, uh, Hammer came in. And that's what I met, who I believe is my mentor. And a person that I respect and admire so much. And I worked with Hammer from then on a lot of times. So if Hammer was your mentor, because I'm starting to see that you went to Sandpiper as chief of land sports. So that would usually mean that you were thinking around this time about wanting to become a chief of sports. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you know what happened is that uh, Hammer was the first one. The first few years were, were great. I had a great time. They were fun. But to be honest, 
there was it was just more for the experience of Club Med and everything that was happening around. I love it. But when I started working with Hammer, with Kevin and Hammer both, but Hammer in particular, he really uh, was the first one that said, hey, listen, you have potential. I think we can build something with you. It's, you know, if you want to do it. So I had a couple of years of having fun already in, in, in my pocket. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to be here, I might as well do it right. So, so sure, let's give it a shot and, um, and move forward with it. So I start working to where it's, you know, development and growth within, within the company. So the next step was sports for sure. Now, when you became um, chief of land sports at Sandpiper, did you like doing water aerobics? Because I sure didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> were you, were you good at it? <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I love it. I really, really love what? it. I had a great okay. time with water aerobics. I, 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 you know, I'm very outgoing and I like to talk to people and make jokes and have fun. So to me, it was heaven. It's like, do you know what? They're paying me to, to play around. It's, it's like being a, a child again and, and just have a good time. I okay. So, it. so you were doing the, uh, so you were doing like the, the massage circle water aerobics then because and I think absolutely. there's, okay. So there's two types, me who took it so seriously and I wanted to kill him because I didn't want him to come back. Or, and the other one, like you and Tarzan would make it like a, just a fun event. Right. But you know what? I, I had great people. I mean, the, the people I learned from all the, these, these guys that I would call teachers in that sense, Jenner, you know, people that had really knowledge, uh, Scotty Duncan, all these people that knew how to do it. So it was a workout. It was fun. I mean, we will make people work out, but I will just enjoy it. And at the end, I will do everything, you know, had, you know, the, 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 the circle, the massage. And, and just, I remember always telling them, you know, we love the Mexican was the scream at the end of the, 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 the circle. So it was just fun. I like having fun with it. Okay. So from your first season till Sandpiper, let's, let's stop for a, a funny story break. Did anything funny happen in any of these resorts, Cancun, Playa, Xtapa, Snorbay? I don't know, like uh, something appropriate that you could share. Did anything do you recall? Uh, something PG-13. Let's but, see. Well, even no more Disney. Yeah. Like uh, no, no, not Disney. even, not, not even parental <laughs> guidance. Nope. All ages. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because, you know, we mentioned Uncle Larry, but we can't say our Uncle Larry stories, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know, did anything happen uh, while you were chief of traffic or, you know, it could even be a horror show like chief of traffic, something went wrong, you know, I mean, because I love I, I'm a perfectionist, but I like when things go wrong, too. You know, did anything or is it you're, you have stories for later seasons? We can we can always skip to the later ones if you wish. But uh, I don't want to you know, you've had such a, you know, a good career. You must have had something funny happen. So that's why I, I'm asking. But it's OK if you don't more than cool. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's a lot of funny things that happened throughout the years. Obviously, I had a couple of funny stories for later on. Not yet. Not quite. Okay. Yet. All right. Because, yeah, I noticed. Once you become chief of land sports, so you did. You did. You do. Did you do one year at Sandpiper or just six months as chief of land sports? I, I did one year. You know what? Okay. I, I chief of land sports. A quick, very funny story in, in Sandpiper. Yes. Yes. Chief of land sports Sandpiper. We do New Year's Eve. My fitness instructor doesn't feel good on 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 on, eight, on January first, and uh, so I get a call. Obviously, after being celebrating the full night and everything that happens. Uh, in the villages so i'm like hey listen i was tired i was exhausted and somebody calls me at like seven o'clock to tell me that you know the fitness instructor doesn't feel good and you know we need somebody to do stretching so class. wait this was um so it was new year's eve so the like the, the, the day before is that what you're saying no the day after january 1st okay. Okay, and this was a uh, year 2000, 2001? Oof, this was probably 2002. Oh, okay. Okay. So, not, yeah, not a not not something you want to hear, right? When you're uh, chief of it's the, the only sports. thing you don't want to hear. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Especially that that position, right? Because it's probably the hardest on land sports, right? Get up early in the morning, walk that way, um, and you know what? I'm like, hey, let's 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 do it. You know, it's all it's all we have. So I got there and I start telling. I wasn't even a pro. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. You know, it's 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 not my strength. It's not something I really knew how to do. But anyhow, I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I got there and I'm like, guys, here we go. We're gonna start by doing stretching. And you know, you start with all these different positions in the morning. As soon as we get to the floor, I swear to God, I will fall asleep for a minute or two between every transition. <laughs> really? 
Okay. Yeah. I would say, guys, we turn it to the left. Okay. <laughs> we wow. To the right and sleep for another couple of minutes. It was okay. terrible. So it was like nap time in kindergarten, right? Okay. We're going to take our mats. Okay. Exactly. I felt so bad after. Then I had to do body pump and body combat. Ugh. And after the last class of the morning, I literally waved it. I waved to the GMs. I'm like, have a great day. Bye. And I went on the corner and I just threw up. I felt <laughs> horrible. <laughs> okay. That's life, my friend. You learn yes. from these experiences. It, it is. It is. So I, so I see. So after a year at Sandpiper, you, do you go on the chief of sports stage or do you, do you go during while you're at Sandpiper? Do you go or did you have a stage? How did, how did I that did. work? I did. I did have a stash. In Where Opio. was uh, me too? Opio. So what year were you stash in Opio? I, I don't want to lie. 2002, maybe 2003. Okay. Like All right. And how many were you on your stash? 20? Uh, less than 20? There, there were somewhere around 20. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I'm curious. I did mine in 99. You did yours in 2002, 2003. So did you find that it helped at all? Like we were in the classroom most of the day. So if you can just take me through what your, what, what a typical day was, did you start by jogging on the golf course? And then were you seven hours in a classroom? Like, how was it for you? Pretty much, pretty much. They took oh. it on the golf course, jogging early in the morning. It's freezing cold because obviously it's yes. it snow. Yes. When we were there, it starts snowing. Uh, and we're like, oh God. So the next day they take us out and they're like, we're going to take run first. I'm like, great. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is like, I mean, at the end of the day, we were fit. I have a, a funny story about you, by the way. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> long as it's appropriate, long as it's appropriate. No problem. <laughs> okay. I will. I will go into that one right after I finish this one. Okay. But, okay. So we were fit, you know, getting up in the morning and running around. I'm like, sure. But you will see other people that are transitioning from being animation or mini club or something else that they are not as fit as we used to be as being part of the sports team. And they had to follow up with everybody. And you see them going, oh, my God, this is going to kill them. <laughs> but anyhow, let's go. Well, so yes. Ran. Yes. But not only that, but did you find the hardest part was sitting in a classroom like we're used to moving around. You're, you were doing land sports. You were active. Now, now you make us sit in a classroom. I thought that was hell because people were falling asleep. Guys were punching themselves in the face because you, exactly. you, had, you had to go out the night before to the disco. Right. <laughs> So exactly. I was going to ask you that. Did you, yes. Were you falling asleep as well? Yes. That was. I, yes. I remember one guy, Pierre from Montreal, like, like just punching himself in the jaw because, you no, know, that was like, this is crazy. Like, this is the hardest part about the stage and it should have been the easiest, but you're taking guys on the sports team and you're making them in a, sit in a classroom for seven hours a day after making them party the night before. I, I thought this was crazy. You know, everyone's like, when are we going to learn the mic? You know, we didn't learn the mic. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a classroom. Exactly. Ooh. Just like that. That was my stash. For okay. So it didn't change uh, much from 99 to 2000. Yeah, so who, who was your, um, like, who was the guy, the person that led your, your stash? Do you remember? Like there, there was, okay. Was it, no, Alan, I Alan, lie. I can't Alan, was it Alain Decoy or no? No. Oh, okay. I don't want to lie. I can't remember that. Now, now like, what was funny about mine, we were 20 on my stash. The one guy, like who didn't have to travel. He was actually a stagiaire in Opio. He was late for the jog the next morning. We had, we went to his room. He had a basement room and we all knocked on his window, all 19 of us. And the, and the guy leading the stash, you should have seen the look of horror on his face when he realized you overslept. Okay. Like, oh, like, like we came from Martinique. We had a nightmare travel. Like you came from Sandpiper. So you had quite a ways to travel. The guy who's from Opio is <laughs> late. late for the first day, like the nerve. <laughs> Exactly. That's horrible. Uh, all right. So you do your chief of sports stage. Now, do you find out where you're going right away or did you have to wait a while to find out? Uh, no, I, I, I pretty much knew already. But Some, uh, did, a chief, I, did a chief ask you to come with them or did you ask a Hammer, chief? I, I was in Sun Piper with Hammer again. I worked with Hammer in Cancun. Then I went, I follow Hammer to Sun Piper. And then he, uh, he mentioned that if I wanted to continue growing, he, I needed to go and work with an Italian CDV, uh, with a European CDV. And he's okay. like, you need to go to Turks. It's a great guy. His name is Alessandro. I, I don't, I don't want to lie because I don't want to say that he said these words. Maybe he didn't, but well, that's how I remember it. Wait, wait a minute. Why did he say you should work with the European chief of village? Just to grow, to, to learn more about uh, a different culture, the European okay. management style. So he, the, the words that he used, I think, is, he said to me, 
is like me, but Italian. <laughs> oh, okay. The Italian hammer. Okay. It's great. And he, I mean, if that's how I remember it, maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I remember. Well, it. I mean, first season chief of sport in Turks is pretty good. No, uh, it was fantastic. And everything that came along with it was just amazing. Cause now I you- had some of my best buddies working there at the time as well. Are, are we still Alexander in? You, are we still in two thousand two or two thousand three? Now it's two thousand and three, or somewhere for two, around two thousand and three for sure. Okay. Do you have any JoJo stories? Did you get to swim with JoJo? I have a, I have a good one. I, okay. I had a, a very good one. You know what? I I used to um, I I wasn't certified or anything in scuba. I wanted to learn, so I decided to start taking the classes. And and you know, at the beginning they take you to the pool, and then after the pool they take you into the the ocean. You know. They take you right there by by the by the by the pier, you know, where all the boats are, the, the first class or whatever, the second class, I don't remember. So anyhow, I'm going down and I'm taking the, the photos on these first classes, diving, and there is a photographer that is taking pictures. And all I see is my teacher, my instructor, and uh, the photographer looking at me and, you know, waving, giving me a signal that I should turn to the right. So I'm like, okay, and I turn to the right and I see Jojo's nose is right in front of mine, like two inches away from my nose. Oh, wow. They take a picture of that. God bless because of the mask and the mouthpiece, because if if I didn't have those, my face in the picture would have been like terror, like (laughs) (laughs) I was... I, I mean, I don't know if I was screaming inside, but I, I was just horrified by just looking on the right and see this thing right in front of me. It was so funny. Just obviously at the time I was scared because I, I didn't expect to see Jojo right on my nose. Yeah. And when you first see him, he, he's pretty big, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a dolphin. I mean, yes. you're talking about a little turtle. Yeah. Yeah. Your first time, it's special, but it's also a little scary, right? I mean. Yeah, I, I, it was. Please it say, was, please say you still have this photo. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do have it. Okay, good. I'll ask you to send me that one later. Okay. <laughs> I'll look for it because I don't know what it is, but I do have it. <laughs> no problem. You got the time to look. I wait. This was because uh, you don't see that many face to face photos with, you know, Jojo, you know, like you, you nearly see him. Oh, his fins out of the water, you know, and that's about it. But you, that must, that's probably a very special memory, right? Yeah, I was lucky. I was blessed. So did, did anything go wrong your first uh, season as chief of uh, sports? Like there must have been something funny or going wrong. I don't know. It was it was great and many things went wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it was it was a season that it was rough. We had uh, big parties in Charkis every night and, and, and with the adult village and the fun times also comes craziness, you know, and, and things happen sometimes when that when that happens. So I remember Alessandro at certain points, Graf, me and, and a friend of mine, Josh Cryer, JK, great, great guy. Uh, JK, yes, love JK. Yeah, well, him and I were in the village together. He looks at JK and looks at Vlad and goes, hey, listen, this is what I need you guys to do. Vlad will take over the night program. So Vlad, I don't care what time you wake up, if you're around the village at one o'clock or, or, or noon or whatever, but I want you to stay at Sharkies until it closes every night to make t- sure everything goes smooth. What time did it close then? Around 5 a.m. every morning. Oh, uh, are you serious? Yeah. Okay. So I had to stay at nighttime. To be honest, uh, as you can tell by the beginning of my career in Club Med, I like to party and I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the chief, tells you, if the chief tells you you can get up at 1, 1, 1 p.m. You're not going to argue, right? Okay. I'm going to do this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jump straight forward to it. So, okay. <laughs> all right, get you out of the pool game. Great. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, exactly. No power walks. None out of that. Yes. Wow. Before oh, before uh, we go on, you you asked me to remind you of a funny story about me. I think this one concerns Playa, like something oh, something you remember about me. So yes, I, it so, was fantastic. Okay, I uh, remember going to you know, like I said, I help traffic, and most of the times uh, in Playa since I was doing traffic, but I, I wasn't going to the airport because we had Rodrigo. I don't know if you remember him. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> he used yeah. to go to the airports and everything. Salvador and Rodrigo would go to the airport, so I would stay in the village. But uh, every week I used to go and take one of the buses, the Vancouver bus, Vancouver, I believe it was, 
and take them to Puerto Vallarta and bring them back, you know, like we used to. Ugh, yeah, Obviously, crazy. Yeah, but I used to have fun. I will, you know, stop, buy beers like everybody did and buy bottles and, 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 and just chips and stuff and make sure that they had a good trip, a good three hours on the, on the bus ride. But anyhow, as soon as we get to the village, I come down the bus and I'm looking on top, you know, while all the GMs are coming down. And you are, I don't know, like you are next to me, a few people around, like maybe three or four years after me on the right-hand side. So the GMs have to turn to the left, face all the lines of geos, and then walk towards the reception, you know? So this couple, this uh, beautiful girl, whatever, with the, with the boyfriend comes down the stairs. And as soon as she's down to the stairs of the bus, holds hands with the boyfriend. And they turn right, they turn left. And as soon as she sees you, and I'm looking at this picture with them in front of me and you in the background. So I see perfectly what she's looking at. As soon as she turns and sees you, she just throw the hand away like, like, it, it, like it was horrible. Like, like don't touch me. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't let this guy see that I have a boyfriend. Uh, I'm like, oh, that oh boy. Horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I didn't see that. Okay. But ever since that day, I used to say, Greg, it's a perfect girlfriend stealer uh, uh yeah. deal yeah but you know what i'm glad i'm glad i actually had a girlfriend in that village because the the guys were i never seen guys so angry gm guys so angry because um, a lot of the guys were very good looking in that village right like um you know anyone named vladimir was good looking you had you and vladimir circuit you know so um i'm so glad i because they were always complaining about you single guys, you single good looking guys. So I'm, I was so happy to say I had a girlfriend because I was, you didn't have that issue. That was the only resort where it was every, every day I heard something about how a guy was angry at the geo, the geo guys. So I'm so happy. But at the same time, you know, because uh, my girlfriend at the time was a little maybe possessive. So like you said, women were very direct in that resort. So I had a different problems, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm glad I was single. Uh, I mean, I'm glad I was not single, but uh, <laughs> wow. Good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. It was, I was laughing. I'm like, Oh God, that is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was fun. It was funny. All right. Well, let's get back to your story. So you go to, after Turks, you go to one of my favorite places uh, where I also was a chief of sport. You go to Ria Bintan in Indonesia. Uh, how did you get to go there? What was the, uh, did you know the chief or you? Yes, who was the chef de village there? Gus? Nope. Hammer. Correct. Okay, so you were there, you were there with Corey Golf then because he was also, Corey from um, from America was also the Golf Geo uh, with Hammer. So I'm wondering if you were both there at the same time. No, we weren't. I, oh. I got there right after uh, Corey left. Oh, okay. I know, Corey. I know him, but okay. he was there before me because Hammer, I think, was there for two years. That's right. Yeah. And, and I got there for the second year because, like I said, after San Piper, Hammer went to Bintan. I went to Turks. I did a year in Turks and then I went to Bintan with Hammer. So, uh, uh, do you remember the jet lag when you got there? <laughs> it was lovely. It was, yeah. it was strong. Okay. It was, it was. God, I remember getting up in the morning in Singapore. First of all, of course, you get yes. there at night. Yeah. You don't know what is going on. First time in Asia. And, and, you know, the taxi takes me. Oh, this is good. This is good. I got out of the, the, the airport. And the first thing I see when I exit the doors is the taxi lines. But I see a taxi. I mean, the ones in front of me are black Mercedes. So I'm like, hey. And they are taxi. I'm like, sure. I'm thinking, wow, only Mercedes has taxis? Maybe this is like, like, like Germany. <laughs> so I got into the taxi. It's a luxury ride. And I'm like, hey, sure, let's take it. When I get to the village, the gesture is like, why do you take a limousine service? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the first thing I ever saw. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, I went to the hotel. And the next morning, you get up in the morning and I'm like, what? I don't know where I am. Jet lag is hitting. Uh, I went downstairs and, and the breakfast is, is not what we're used to. So I'm like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what I am. I don't know if, if I, if I make the right decision to come here. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. A bit of culture shock, I guess. Right. When you go to Asia for the first time. Uh, yeah, it was, but it was uh, great. I mean, how yeah. was your experience in Asia? To me, it was lovely. I, I would yeah. leave Asia. 
Yeah, no, it was, and it's a beautiful resort, you know, with that vanishing edge pool and, you know, the beach is, is beautiful. You know, it's, uh, do you have any uh, crazy monkey stories? You know, so uh, we, we yeah. had a jo- you had a Jojo story. So do you have a monkey story? Remember the one with the little bell, the one that was very aggressive? Yeah, well, there, I actually remember a lot that were aggressive, but yeah, I, uh, it's usually when, when we went to eat at the Annex restaurant uh, on the on the ocean, they would come right out of the tree. So that, that's when... When they when they when they're around food, I found they were aggressive. But yeah, I I I, I know which one you're talking. About. <laughs> you know, maintenance put a little bell like like these kitten uh, kitten bells that they put on on cats. You know, on kittens. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you know, and you could hear him, and it is true. I remember one day I'm just leaving, exiting the door. Remember that she, uh, there was this little hall where all the offices were. Uh, she was sports chef de village, gesture yeah. on the left hand side, whatever. So I'm, I'm exiting the door and I see all these people running towards the other side. They're coming from where is the spa, you know, coming from, from that side of the village. And they're running and I'm like, what's going on? And the gestioner is running right in front of me across and he's like, get in. And he <laughs> runs into the door and I look and I see that little, it wasn't little, it was big. That's why they had to put that bell on. It was chasing everybody. I'm like, oh, close the door. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he was yeah. Yeah, usually people, yeah, if people are running by you, like you should ask questions. You should just start running. You should run, that's it. <laughs> Same thing happened to me walking the village. I'm doing a tour, a tour of the village, just, you know, I think I'm going from trapeze to sailing. So I'm walking on that little uh, path, but not the one next to the beach, the one next to the building, you know, closer to the buildings. So I'm walking, you know, and I see a little tail that comes out of the bushes. So I'm thinking there's a little monkey. I just kept walking. I said, as soon as I get close, he's going to, you know, run away. As soon as I get close, this is probably five or six feet away from that. The, the, the head comes out of the bushes and I see the little bell and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wrong decision, blood, wrong decision. Get out soon. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. <laughs> and, and I literally, we were like, probably God bless there wasn't, cell phones like there is today because the probably there was probably or there would be a video of me and him just trying you know to kick each other and and and, you know scare each other and chase each other it was just funny for the next next 30 seconds it was just a a a a comedy show yeah i I remember like one one was in the restaurant i remember i I said i keep i have to ask them how 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 does the maintenance catch these and then one day i'm I'm walking i see a maintenance guy like he's carrying a piece of luggage he's got both arms of the monkey behind their backs and he's carrying like with one hand like this is how they caught them so he would he was just carrying the monkey like he was a a piece of luggage and he was going to release him in the wild but but the monkey stayed calm when they did that you know what i mean like he literally with one hand had both arms behind the monkey's back and was just carrying him along like la di da di da like oh my god i, I would never do that i would never do that okay yeah, no kidding. Let's get back to like, and fun fact number three, you mentioned that you used to do this thing. You're the only geo I've ever heard do this. You would, for some reason, you know, most people celebrated a birthday in Clomed, but you tried to do this twice a year instead of once a year, right? Like, it, how, did, how, did, how did you get this idea to start? This? It was, it was just, it came out of the blue just for no reason, but it was end up being a, a, a really but, fun. But why would you want to do, if you were in a, in a Mexican village, why would you want to do Mordida twice? This is what I don't get. Okay. I, I love red wine, Greg. Oh Greg. my God. Okay. Red wine lover. That's what t- we do. You're tough. You know, okay. So excuses to drink. So did any uh, chief of villages get wise to your, your prank? Like that? Hey, Hey Vlad, didn't we just do your birthday three months ago? Or did it, that's the that's the reason why I kept it because I oh, okay. explained how it started it. Okay, it started by me being in 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 Cancun with Hammer, and obviously my my birthday came on in, in April, and people is organizing and we party and we did whatever you know. So we celebrated my birthday, and a few months later, literally six months October somewhere in that frame, I'm like, hey. You know, I know, I, I remember that we were in a table and people is asking, oh, what is your birthday? For some reason, I don't remember with GMs or something like that. And somebody goes, when is your birthday? And asks to another geo and the geo goes, you know, it's going to be in January or whatever. And they start asking around the table and they look at me, it's like, oh, when is your birthday? Ah, it's coming, you know, trying to be just vague and not answering. I'm like, ah, it's coming. And they look at me like, 
but coming like like soon coming and i'm like mm. you know i'm not saying yes i'm not saying no i'm just mm. <laughs> and they're like oh so it's is it like this week or next week when is it so is it this week and i'm like eh. <laughs> and i just i'm just playing along like i'm just having fun trying not to answer but just for fun and suddenly they just start clicking no please don't tell me it's thursday or friday what is it is friday is it friday and i'm like ah, you know not in and I'm just moving my head around the people just start assuming that it was my birthday on friday and i'm like i'm gonna let it go i'm gonna have fun with this because i never said it was my birthday so obviously i thought it was just fun i thought it was just with the you know within these five or six people on the table Next thing I know, there's yields coming from other services and this and that coming and say, Vlad, so is, is your birthday is going to be, a, your birthday is going to be a Friday. We got a party, but what are we doing? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh God, I mean, this is, this is just getting out of control. So I decided and I called the guys from Dario's. I'm like, guys, can you help me? And they're like, sure, what do you need? And I'm like, I need you to send two buses to Club Med to pick up geos for a geo party. And they're like, okay, you got it. So people start coming. I'm like, guys, Thursday, there's two buses. We're going to go and party. Everything's going to be fun. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we're going to go party. So everybody starts talking about this because it's my birthday. But I never say that. So I took the entire village and we took them out. We went out there, party, blah, blah, blah. The entire thing. Yes, they did put happy birthday blood on the screen but i never asked for it so all of these things are happening the next day um backstage for a show we're changing like we used to do for the michael jackson show or whatever there's like 40 years backstage changing and everyone's like oh i'm tired i'm hungover this and that and somebody goes hey it was great that party last night sure and somebody asked hey what you know what did we celebrate or why did we throw a party and people goes it was blood's birthday and i'm like no and you see all these faces turning to me, looking with like surprise eyes saying, what? It was your birthday. And I'm like, no, mine is April 10th. <laughs> and it was like, you are kidding. And I'm like, no, April 10th, check. <laughs> so everybody thought it was my birthday and we did it. And it was just fun. And I'm like, hey, this is good. Funny thing is, six months later, my birthday happened. And a year later, I'm like, I'm going to do it again. And, and I'm going to do it to Hammer again. And I start, it started happening over and over. Then it happened to Gus. I did it to Gus when I worked with him. And then I did it back to Hammer when I worked work with him in, in, in some Piper as well. So I just started doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you are truly the only one I've ever heard that, that has done that. Okay. Like of all the people I've spoken to. So that's unique, sir. Geos <laughs> will be like, what? How, how, why? Because you just will look at each other the next day and be like, God, I knew it because I was here on your birthday. I'm like, I know. But you know, in Clement, we live so fast. The, the, the pace is yeah. so fast. People yeah. don't realize it's only been six months. People yeah. think, yeah, maybe that was last year. Yeah, exactly. The passage of time works differently in Clement. <laughs> it was funny. I got Gio's, I got a, a staff from Vancouver, great friend of mine that worked in, in, in some Piper with us, the same thing. She looked at me, she's like, I can't believe that you used to do that to us and we fell for it every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, let's get back to you, sir. During Bintan and Phuket, I see you go to training uh, for CDV, Chef de Village training, correct? I did the leisure services manager first, because obviously okay. Club Med created that position first, but I was doing the CDV as well right after. I did LSM when I was in Bintan. I, I was... Uh, going uh, now it was Vitel. Uh, most of the trainings we did in Vitel, uh, Javala Dus, and oof. Was that training better than the Chief of Sports training? That was, this was pretty good. This was okay. really good. This was okay. fun. It was probably, we did about six weeks of training. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. It was well organized. It was the big, the first big LSM group, LSM HSM group that they created and it was we were about a hundred people 50 of each oh wow it was massive it was fun that's pretty yeah that's a massive group eh? jeez it's when they created that position lsm hsms okay and then you go at one point you go back to turks uh to do interim chef de village correct yeah then i did uh the chef de village 
again, when I was in Phuket with Alessandro, as you can tell, I work with the pretty much the same chef of the village over and over. Because I, I like to, I always tell people, and I believe that, that, that a village is made by the CDB, his personality and so on. So the best village can be hell if you're with the wrong person, or the worst village can be heaven if you are with the right guy. True. Uh, and, and so I always follow people more than villages. You know, uh, some people will complain, used to complain, or I heard them complain about Bintan saying, you know, Bintan is not that much fun. It was so much fun for me. Some Piper the same. In North America, a lot of you say, some Piper is not a great place to go, you know. And I understand. You want to go to the islands. You want to go to the, you know, what we all think is, is living in a vacation or a vacational destiny, you know. But... But San Piper was one of my best seasons as well because I was surrounded by the, a great team and a great bunch of people. So we had so much fun. So I followed them all the time. I went with Alessandro to Phuket and then I went with Ryan to Bintan again for the second time. I went uh, to Turks finally in 2009 or 11. So it was fun. And then I did interim in, in Turks for a while. Who was the, who was the chief in Turks? Your last time? Uh, I forgot his name, Brenna. Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. All right. Let's do a quick, because I know we're uh, running short on time. Let's do a quick, quick answer questions. Like I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. Don't, don't, don't think, just answer. Okay. Are you please ready? Please don't ask milk. No, no. <laughs> please don't what? <laughs> do not ask milk. What's that mean? Have you seen the movie Van Wilder? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. No, no, it won't be that. Uh, favorite crazy signs. Rapid fire. Uh, Favorite crazy sign, Canzone Intelligente. It's a, it's an Italian crazy sign. Okay. And the second one will be, actually it will be the other way around, but the second one is the original crazy sign, Scatman. You know, the oh, one that has oh, yeah. mouse. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite dumb question that you got from a GM and all your time, like question like, when's it going to stop raining? Do you have a favorite one? I remember people asking me, what time is the eight o'clock tennis lesson starts? Okay, that's a classic. Sure. <laughs> Question for Tay. Do you have a recurring dream where you are still back at Club Ed? So in the dream, you're working at Club Ed. Do you have this dream ever? No, I don't. Okay, good, good. It's horrible. Okay. Now that's what I heard. I, I heard your podcast and I heard yeah, okay. people saying, yes, I do. I'm okay. Like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you don't. It's hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Besides the chiefs you mentioned, were there any other, you know, chief of service, GOs, like anyone that you liked and you clicked with? Like, I, I know you mentioned Hammer and Gus and Ryan Leach, but I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Like, uh, it could be a GO, could be a chief of service, you know, chief of sports. Uh, from uh, um, from any, any season, I mean. Sure. From a CDB perspective, I have to, uh, I have to mention that, you know, Kevin Hammer, uh, Handel, Ryan, all of those guys, Greg Schneider, are people that I love, admire, and that have helped me grow a lot. I learned a lot from these people. And from the chief of services, I can tell you that oof, I, I, uh, it, it will be rough and I don't want to miss anybody, but my best friends uh, in life are people that I met in Club Med, and I think that that's what Club Med gives to all of the people that experience or work as a geo at a certain point. The friendships that you built in there are amazing. Yes, agreed. And after roughly all this time with Club Med, you go back to Mexico City and you are currently a general manager for a resort in the Mayan Riviera, correct? Yeah, I went back to Mexico City. I created a project in Mexico City for a Spaniard family where we build a, a brand, local brand, a personal brand for them. We opened hotels and, and restaurants in Mexico City, high-end, luxury, luxury, beautiful. And then I came to Cancun almost a year ago now, and I've been working at a fantastic company as well that I believe I'm blessed uh, to work with in, in Blue Diamond Resorts here, and I manage a 1,200-rooms property. How many staff? 2,000 people. Really? Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a big monkey. Do you, yeah. Do you still have time to go to Daddy's? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I cannot say anything. Uh, I no problem. Okay. Because if I lived in Cancun, I know <laughs> my, I'd be... my wife will kill me if she knows. Got it. Understood. Okay. Well, congratulations. Yeah, I didn't know you were you were married. Okay, great. 
Well, so that's why I go to Coco Bongo. I always, I always thought it was safer at Coco Bongo, and I, I that was my favorite. Um, I mean, I would start at Daddy-O's, but then we would, I would always end up in Coco Bongo because I've never seen a club like that ever anywhere in the world. <laughs> it's a great concept, isn't it? I mean, they oh, everywhere you look, there's something going on every two minutes, you know, like, uh, so yeah, I used to love going there. Wow. So uh, are you allowed to say the name of the resort that you're currently the general manager of? Royalton Riviera Cancun. Royalton Riviera Cancun. Okay. Right. Wow. wow. 2000 staff. But I guess you don't have to cover for the aerobics person anymore, right? If they... Uh, if they don't show up or they're sick, right? Please. I have me. power walk in 10 minutes. So oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Oh my God, please, please say that's a joke. Okay. <laughs> you're going to destroy me if you say that's true. Okay. <laughs> you're the general manager. You should not have to do the power walk. Okay. <laughs> Unless you like it. Okay. Why around 1230, Greg? I'll see you there. Woo, all right, man. I know we covered a lot, but a uh, man, before I let you go, am I forgetting to ask you anything, sir? Because you've been so kind with your time. Um, not at all. I don't think I, I actually want to thank you because it's uh, it's great just to share and, and go back into this, you know, memory lane of, of all the things we, we did, we, we experienced, we learned from. And it's been fantastic. I can tell you, like I said, 26 years of, of doing this and, and what happened to be a, a month break kind of thing ended up being my career and lifestyle. And I just love it. And I'm glad. I'm thankful and, 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 and God bless that I had the opportunity to do everything that I have done. And I thank you for the opportunity of sharing this and, and just, you know, talking with you and, and remembering how we met and the things we have done. And I hope to see you very soon, my friend. Excellent. Will you permit me one last question? I think you might have answered it already. Can I ask please you do, one last? Please do. I th- so if, can you, of all the villages you've done, can you put a favorite what was it ply was was there a magical one like was there i know you have a lot of favorites but was there one that was magical was it playa was it your first one because it was your first season was it Cancun? I, I will say the best season i will divide it into best season i ever had mm-hmm. was playa blanca yes okay wow uh because of everything vladimir araño uh, Lulu and obviously everything, Gus, yeah, Gus. Patrick, yourself, uh, right. you know, people at tennis. It was a bunch of people. I don't want to miss anybody, but uh, the entire group was amazing. People. Uh, yeah. Uh, the traffic team, Salvador and Rodrigo, we had a great relationship. We used to party together and, and we know each other. We're very close friends up until today as well. Uh, uh, so Playa was amazing. But one that seems very special to me as well for many reasons, everything that happened there and and the mark that it left in, in me and my career is Phuket in Thailand. Oh, nice. A oh, beautiful resort too. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. That was Vladimir Mayalan. Thank you so much again for sharing your story, sir. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. And uh, thank you very much. Greetings to everybody. And thank you. And we'll see you all next week. Say bye, Vlad. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Greg.